Hello guys, welcome to the 16th episode of the Masonry Podcast. Last time, we saw that Thomas was spending a day in the slammer and Chuck got emotional, you know, thinking about his parents. And Chuck tells Thomas that Albie is out and about now, like Albie has started moving around and he is no longer crashing in bed. So now we will start chapter 31, when Thomas is let out of the slammer, you know. Let's start with chapter 31. Just after Thomas heard the grind and rumble of stone against stone announce the closing of the doors for the day, Albie showed up to release him, which was a huge surprise. The metal of key and lock jingled. Then the door to the cell swung wide open. Ain't dead, are ya, Shank? Albie asked. He looked so much better than the day before. Thomas couldn't help staring at him. His skin was back to full colour. His eyes no longer crisscrossed with red veins. He seemed to have gained 15 pounds in 24 hours. Albie noticed him gobbling. Shuck it, boy. What are you looking at? Thomas shook his head slightly, feeling like he had been in a trance. His mind was racing, wondering what Albie remembered, what he knew, what he might say about him. Well, nothing. Just seems crazy you healed so quickly. You are fine now. Albie flexed his right bicep. Ain't never been better. Come on out. Thomas did, hoping his eyes weren't flickering, making his concern obvious. Albie closed the slammer door and locked it, then turned to face him. Actually, nothing but a lie. I feel like a piece of clunk twice cramped by a cleaver. Yeah, you looked it yesterday. When Albie glared, Thomas hoped it was in jest and quickly clarified. But today you look brand new, I swear. Albie put the keys in his pocket and leaned back against the slammer's door. So, quite little talk we had yesterday. Thomas's heart pounded. He had no idea what to expect from Albie at that point. Uh, yeah, I remember. I saw what I saw, really. It's kind of fading, but I ain't never gonna forget. It was terrible. Try to talk about it. Something starts choking me. Now the images are getting up and gone. Like that same something don't like me remembering. The scene from the day before flashed in Thomas's mind. Albie crashing, trying to strangle himself. Thomas wouldn't have believed it had happened if he hadn't seen it himself. Despite fearing an answer, he knew he had to ask the next question. What was it about me? You kept saying you saw me. What was I doing? Albie stared at an empty space in the distance for a while before answering. You were with the creators, helping them. But that ain't what got me shook up. Thomas felt like someone had just rammed their fist in his abdomen. Helping them, he couldn't form the words to ask what that meant. Albie continued. I hope the changing doesn't give us real memories. Just plants speak once. Some suspect it. I can only hope. If the world's the way I saw it, he trailed off, leaving an ominous silence. Thomas was confused but pressed on. Can't you tell me what you saw about me? Albie shook his head. No way, Shank. Ain't gonna risk strangling myself again. Might be something they got in our brains to control us, just like the memory wipe. Well, if I'm evil, maybe you should leave me locked up. Thomas half meant it. Greeny, you ain't evil. You might be a shuck-faced slinthead, but you ain't evil. Albie showed the slightest hint of a smile, a bare crack in his usually hard face. What you did? Risking your butt to save me and Minho? That ain't no evil I've ever heard of. Nah, just makes me think the griever serum and the changing got something. Pishy about him. For your sake and mine, I hope so. Thomas was so relieved that Albie thought he was okay. He only heard about half of what the older boy had just said. How bad was it? 
your memories that came back. I remembered things from growing up where I lived, that sort of stuff. And if God himself came down right now and told me he could go back home, I'd be looked to the ground and shook his head again. If it was real, Greeny, I swear I'd go shack up with the Grievers before going back. Thomas was surprised to hear it was so bad. He wished Abby would give details, describe something, anything. But he knew the choking was still too fresh and I'll be fine for him to punch. Well, maybe they're not real, Alby. Maybe the grief serum is some kind of psychodrug that gives you hallucinations. Thomas knew he was grasping at straws. Alby thought for a minute. A drug. Hallucinations. Then he shook his head. Doubt it. It had been worth a try. We still have to escape this place. Yeah. Thanks, Greeny. Alby said sarcastically. Don't know what we'd do without your pep talk. Again, the almost smile. Albie's change of mood. Quit calling me Greeny. The girl's the Greeny now. Okay, Greeny. Albie sighed. Clearly done with the conversation. Go, find some dinner. Your terrible prison sentence of one day is over. One was plenty. Despite wanting answers, Thomas was ready to get away from the slammer. Plus, he was starving. He grinned at Albie, then headed straight for the kitchen and food. Dinner was awesome. Frypan had known Thomas would be coming late, so he had left a plate full of roast beef and potatoes. A note announced there were cookies in the cupboard. The cook seemed fully intent on backing up the support he had shown for Thomas at the gathering. Minho joined Thomas as he ate, prepping him a little before his first big day of runner training, giving him a few stats and interesting facts. Things for him to think about as he went to sleep that night. When they were finished, Thomas headed back to the secluded place where he had slept the night before, in the corner behind the dead hills. He thought about his conversation with Chuck, wondered how it would feel to have parents say goodnight to you. Several boys milled about the glade that night, but for the most part, it was quiet, like everyone just wanted to go to sleep, end the day and be done with it. Thomas didn't complain. That was exactly what he needed. The blankets someone had left for him the night before still lay there. Please, Newt had left those blankets. He picked them up and settled in, smuggling up against the comforting corner where the stone walls met in a mass of soft ivy. The mixed smells of the forest greeted him as he took his first deep breath, trying to relax. The air felt perfect and it made him wonder again about the weather of the place. Never rained, never snowed, never got too hot or too cold. If it weren't for the little fact that they were torn apart from friends and families and trapped in a maze with a bunch of monsters, it could be paradise. Some things here were too perfect. He knew that, but had no explanation. His thoughts drifted to what Minho had told him at dinner about the size and scale of the maze. He believed it. He had realized the massive scale when he had been to the cliff, but he just couldn't fathom how such a structure could have been built. The maze stretched for miles and miles. The runners had to be in almost superhuman shape to do what they did every day. And yet, they had never found an exit. And despite that, despite the utter hopelessness of the situation, they still hadn't given up. At dinner, Minho had told him an old story. One of the bizarre and random things he remembered from before. About a woman trapped in a maze. She escaped by never taking her right hand off the walls of the maze, sliding it along as she walked. In doing so, she was forced to turn right at every turn, and the simple laws of physics and geometry ensured that eventually she found the exit. It made sense, but not here. Here, old parts led back to the glade. They had to be missing something. 
Tomorrow, his training would begin. Tomorrow, tomorrow he could start helping them find that missing something. Right then, Thomas made a decision. Forget all the weird stuff. Forget all the bad things. Forget it all. He wouldn't quit until he had solved the puzzle and found a way home. He wouldn't quit until he had solved the puzzle and found a way home. Tomorrow, the word floated in his mind until he finally fell asleep. And we'll see each other next Sunday because the next chapter is really long. It's very, very long. I'll see you next Sunday only on the Maisona Podcast. Bye till then. Thank you.